I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to BTW and we're going to drop some PvP knowledge on all you suckers. Another episode of the BTW Beginner to Winner PvP podcast. My name is Brad, aka Wildcat Dad 17. My name is Jacob, aka Daniel Magico. And today is Monday, January 17th, 2022, of course. Uh, this is episode 52. And as you probably have heard, we don't have our fearless leader Astro here this week. He is taking a week off. Uh, so today we wanted to bring in a new member to the podcasting team. Uh, someone that's going to be helping us out a lot heading forward, taking over the role of executive producer, which includes doing the show notes and showing me how poor of a job I was doing before. Uh, and much appreciated for that. <laughs> for so, <real. laughs> Matthew Breaker, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, so uh, those that are in the Discord, you guys know Matthew. He's one of our Discord members. You've heard his name on the show before. He's one of our awesome Patreons. So we're happy to have him here. He's going to be, like I said, taking over the executive producing roles, helping us line up guests, helping us make sure that the show notes are polished and that we're a little bit tighter on our things and just overall making life a little easier for us. So very happy to have you. Uh, this week, we got a fairly busy show, actually. Yeah, compared um, to last week. We know that <laughs> compared to yeah, Even compared though it was still week, like a long show. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse is every time every time we say Daniel gets on, it's like, oh, this isn't going to be that long of a show. It ends up being about two and a half hours hard stop. Every and I time. always so, question how we even do that. Like, it makes no this, sense. <laughs> this. This right here is how we do it. <laughs> um, so this week, you're going to notice we're going to go out of order a little bit, maybe. But we'll talk a little bit about why later. But we've got to talk about wall rain and the just epic thing that came out with it with his moveset and community day uh we're going to talk a little bit about um some of the upcoming events raid bosses are shifting up again so new pokemon releasing we got a lot going on but before we get into all of that uh dino how was your week uh week has been good um actually played 
a community day, like the full event for once. Uh, and I want to say about two to three, like three years. Um, most of the time, I usually just go like around like my my uh, neighborhood or, or I just pop an incense and stay home and then just, you know, run the gotcha. But this time I actually went out, uh, got close to, I want to say, 220 XL candies for Walring. Uh, and and considering you know how much I don't grind, that was really good for me. Uh, that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was impressed with myself. I'm like, okay, so I'm like looking like I'm playing like uh, Wildcat right now. Um, and yeah, so uh, I went with my kid. He was uh, enjoying it too, uh, and he he ended up catching a lot of stuff. He actually beat me with the shinies, uh, which was insane. He kept literally getting it back to back. I'm like, you kidding me? It was like a ratio, like one to two, like type of thing. Um, so yeah, overall it was good. Uh, in PvP, uh, it it wasn't too bad. So uh, yeah, overall I can't complain about the week. Definitely better than usual. Uh, what about uh, you, uh, Matthew? Yeah, no, I you know I I hear you talking about like your kid where he's like he got more shinies than you and and I'm I'm thinking about like my own shiny luck in this event where it's like I I believe the the ratio was like one in in twenty five or something for for the the shiny ratio and I only got like seven but I caught like five hundreds uh celios for this entire event and I'm not complaining about it at all. Um but I just find the the ratio like compared to like my friends in my area completely out of whack. So yeah. I had very that bad. That does seem strange. I had very bad luck in, in terms of shinies, but I actually had very great luck in terms of the PvP relevance in terms of what I what I actually caught. So I'm not complaining at all in that aspect. But how about you, Wildcat? Uh, actually, a pretty good week. I I took most of the week off as far as just catching and grinding. I did not care to really play unfortunately for community today as would have it snow came into kentucky yet again that started as ice this time which means i was not getting out of the house for community day but everything was weather boosted oh that's true so the it, whole like was it the whole event true. for sure the entire oh time everything was weather boosted. oh that explains what, a lot now yeah what was the temperature that you were dealing with uh i think it was right around it was right around freezing which is why we had okay. freezing rain yeah. and, and yeah. snow both okay so it was kind of For up sure. and down but yeah so i i was able to get 296 wool rain can or excel mm-hmm. spiel candy so happy got the hundo yes that's what i was like that nice. makes sense yeah now. no i saw that for sure yeah <laughs> and got a rank 25 or 26 ultra league and a rank 25 or 26 great league so i nice. had an amazing community day yeah yeah for sure while playing for my couch yeah the, which is even which more insane all of, <laughs> all of these would have never normally happened to me normally i get terrible ivs everything bad on community day so and got quite a few shinies so i'm not gonna complain congrats man yeah, yeah. And, no, and no gas wasted so <laughs> yeah for <laughs> sure yeah. i was driving around for sure for like an hour and then i was like i'm not about to continue with this so we're gonna play the rest from home yeah no it makes it's, it's yeah, i go ahead i, I normally my, my my grind sessions on saturday and sundays when i go out is at um, Lexington Cemetery, which I know some people may have an issue with, but this is a very large, nice cemetery. It has something mm-hmm. like 
60 plus stops in it and gyms. Wow. It's that huge. is that is insane. And it's the safest place that you can go and drive and play at the same time. So I can drive a few feet, park, drive a few feet, park, and have my kid with me and not have to get her out in the cold. So nice. it's always my kind of standard play place. Oh, for it has sure. been forever. Yeah, and it, and is that's it, amazing. Is it usually like lured up like whenever it's like events? Like all of them? 100% lured up. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. So then it's not like it's not like just you. It's multiple people that know about that spot. Oh, no. It's it's huge. And it's actually one of the spots like in the springtime when the, uh, they have all kinds of like flower gardens and things. You will see people over there that are taking pictures and things. It's a place in Lexington where people go. Like people go there to walk. People go there to play Pokemon. They go there to take pictures. It's not what you normally would think of in like a quote-unquote cemetery. It's more of a historic cemetery. Oh, okay. Nice. nice. So that's, that's my normal nice. place. Okay. So I was happy about that. That's awesome. Yeah, so I know the other thing we had going on this week, Dino, we had some more Twitch time. Yes, we have. Look at that. Three weeks in a row we've been on Twitch. Yeah, I, there's many people that have been messaging me privately, uh, locally, that have been telling me that they noticed that we've been on the grind on, on Twitch. Uh, and a few people, you know, they, they noticed that we did our first coaching, which is great. Yeah. And speaking of coaching, we had Mama Climbs on with us, one of our Coaches Corner Patreons. Uh, she was running her Walrein team. We'll talk a little bit about different Walrein teams shortly. So we were able to get on. She ran, I think, four sets, wasn't it, Dino? And went positive overall. I think she got a, about 100 points on the day, thereabout. Yeah, yeah. She got she got uh, a 5-0 to end it, which was uh, great. And, I mean, she kept saying that all she gets is uh, three twos and two threes, remember? And then it, it was just oh. funny how, how, how we ended uh, the stream. But she, she did. I don't know how she did today with it. Uh, but... Yeah, no, the 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 Walring, the Walring team is not. Uh, it wasn't a joke. It was it was really everywhere. Yeah, and we'll talk more about Walring in our in our upcoming GBL section. Uh, so if you want to be able to get on Twitch with us, do those coaching streams. Just so you know, we mentioned Patreon. That's our five dollar tier, so you can absolutely join at that tier, and you can just work out times with myself or Dino or Astro. So, and one of the three of us will get online, stream with you a little bit, give you some coaching. Two of the three of us, or if you're lucky, maybe all three of us, depending upon availability. So, we'll absolutely do it in there. So, as I mentioned at the top of the show, we're going to take things out of a little bit of different order this week. And that is partially because of Community Day. And just the absolute bomb that got dropped into the middle of the meta that is Walring. Yeah. So, let's go ahead and hop over to our GBL section. Fight! So, yeah, we, we all three seemed like we did pretty good with Walrein Community Day. Got some great picks in there. The biggest news that came out this week with Walrein, we finally got the move, the info. And... That was 35 crazy. energy. It was insane. I was like, there's no way. As soon as that dropped, we're like meta breaking. <laughs> and and just how meta breaking you ask? It went what was so it? So what was Wall Ring last week? Wall Ring last week when we talked about it. And 54 or or above 350, I believe, in all three leagues. And Matthew, where's where's Wall Ring at today? <laughs> um he's he's definitely top five in uh 
exorbitant amount of leagues (laughs) for sure (laughs) so uh just one move proves the the philosophy that a lot of podcasts including ours uh symbolizes which is like one move away from becoming viable and my goodness like one move made this increase to top five viability in great league ultra league master league like it is insane how i mean master league it's only top 15 let's let's not okay (laughs) you're right but but it wasn't even mentioned no before and and now it's something that is you know in it in master league specifically it's it's in line with with uh uh mama swine you know, it, yeah. in terms of, you know, one or two, I think Mavoswine's ahead. We'll talk about that later in the pod. But um, for it to jump from non-existent to completely like top five, top ten in almost every single league is absolutely crazy. It really is. So so talking great league here, um, both the shadow and the non-shadow jumped up into the top five. So you have Wal- Walrange Shadow at number four, while the standard normal is at number five, picking up wins against Altaria, Skarmory, Nidoqueen, Galarian Stunkfist, Azumarill. It can beat things like Bastiodon in the right situation with just a little bit of an energy lead. It Dino handled Medicham with it multiple times. Yeah, exactly. So even the things that it loses to, it has a chance to fight back against just because it's that solid of a Pokemon. Super spammy as we saw with Mama Climbs and myself. It was yeah. insane. It's just it's just extremely insane how much of a difference this Pokemon like the 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 meta in GBL right now, at least in open, it's not stable. And it's still like looking its way to find stability. Uh and I believe it, it should maybe, maybe by this by tomorrow, I would say maybe we'll find some stability in, in the open Great League uh, meta. But the first day, it was it was a shit show. It was like all you saw was just a bunch of Medicham and Walrein uh, core teams or Walrein Sableye. Uh, I also saw Walrein Azu. And then recently, I started seeing a lot more Deoxys, which makes sense because Deoxys can beat uh, also Medicham. So, uh, it yeah, it was a huge, uh, I- insane uh, meta shift for sure. So speaking of meta shifts, we our meta is shifting on Monday. We're moving over to Ultra League and Ultra League Premier Classic. Is that right? Yes, I believe yes. so. Yeah, Ultra League Premier Classic. So in Ultra League, Open Ultra League, Wall Rain goes from non-existent to number four and number five again. And did you see it in Premier Class? I mean, yeah, Premier Classic. It's number one. That's insane. <laughs> and number three. It's insane. Shadow normal. Yo, that's so. What that means pretty much is my Premier Classic team. I I hit expert with, or legend with last season of Sylveon Treviant uh, Lapras just got better. Is that is that what that means then? It, I, I, I think so. A... I think yeah. so. I think you should definitely give that a shot for sure. <laughs> so. We're talking in these next two leagues, <clears throat> and what's even better, you don't have to XL this thing. This is a Ultra League Pokemon with zero XL that beats other XL Pokemon. 
it also picks up wins against one of my most hated core lineups that I hate seeing, Empoleon Double Dragon. It beats the entire line. It beats Empoleon. It beats all the dragons. It just shuts down this league. And yes, it technically loses to Treviant, but if you catch it in the right shield situation or with an energy lead, you're going to win that matchup too. Yeah, for sure. If you just sneak in a few uh, Powder Snows and you can flip the matchup, um, and like you said, with any energy lead, um, and it's just crazy. I mean, like, uh, it can actually, it, it's looking like it does lose to Charizard. Maybe that's just also like, uh, maybe like energy dependent. Um, but it, it does seem that like the shadow is preferred in most leagues. Uh, I know people maybe don't have that, but the, like that, that shouldn't discourage you from running the regular wall rain. I do run the regular one in open grade and it's, it's so spammy. And, uh, for me, at least the little bulk it, difference, uh, it helps me a little bit. And just looking at the, since we're going to be playing ultra, uh, next week, it, it just seems like this beats at a good amount of the top 10 in ultra premier classic. And it's insane how much of a difference just this one Pokemon made in every league. So in open ultra, do you think this means Giratina is finally done? Um, I mean, I feel like it's still tanky uh, enough to still, I, people will still play it. I mean, people still play Altaria in open great league. And I was just like, why? And then they still do play. I've also seen Shadow Needle Queen in Open Great League still. So people, there will be those people that still play them. Um, so I, I think that's still going to be around. Uh, not that many. Just like this meta in Open, it just disappeared a few of them. But then all of a sudden, you start seeing a few of them coming back slowly. And that's when you notice like that the meta is starting to like um, uh, settle. Okay, I'll put it this way. Matthew, would you run a Giratina right now? I absolutely would not. And and the the reason why is just because of the in in my opinion, the uh the way that the meta is seemingly forming right now, which is 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 Walrein as sort of like a dominant prospect in the the meta as well as Lapras to it it's it's dropping to like rank i believe like 46 right now on 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 the all, all, like ultra league meta meta spectrum and 23 23 23 so giratina yeah. ultra 23 i mean you have i mean you have trevenant walren shadow walren you know you have a bunch of these other monsters ahead of it that Walrein kind of took the spectrum like it, it just jumped across everything else and I think that above everything is gonna make Giratina sort of like uh an issue in the in the ultra league to, to play just because of the dominance that Walrein's going to face yeah I I kind of agree with that I think in my opinion the meta was already starting to shift away from from Giratina anyways, even though I kept seeing it constantly, which made me happy because I was running right. Sylveon Umbreon core. Right. Sylveon Umbreon. Oh no, Giratina doesn't stand a chance. I, I really think this kind of blows up the entire Ultra League meta. And not only does it blow up Ultra League, unlike most things, typically when a new Pokemon drops, we see one, maybe two leagues is viable in. There's a couple outliers. 
Machamp, Swampert. I think those are your two real outliers that are truly viable in all three leagues. This is also viable all the way up in Master League and Master League Classic, which is even more impressive when you think about it. This Pokemon maxes at a CP of like 2650 or something of that nature for level 40 and just over 3000 for level 50. Yet it is going to be ranked number 11. So in, in Masters, you don't want a Shadow. That is the first thing to point out. That loss of bulk in Masters really kills you. So the reason I'm looking at this, listen to this: the wins it picks up in Masters. Dragonite, Togekiss, Dialga, Giratina Origin, and Kyogre. Oh, not to mention things like Lugia, every other dragon that isn't Reshiram, all the grass Pokemon that isn't Zarude, and it can technically beat Zarude if it, once again, catches the right sealed situation. How do you not build a hundo for at least Master League Classic? Yeah, exactly. Uh, is it just me or did Zalma's Senta go up with Walring going up in in uh, in rank? Zalma's Senta did shift up, I think, a couple spots. I, I still don't think it's going to be as viable. I think you're still better off with Zacian. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that, considering that it does have co- uh, close combat still. Um I, I wonder how much more play Zashin will have now that Walring came into into play. What do you think, Matthew? I think the, the spammy nature of the the powder snow icicle spear thing um could could play like a really good dynamic to to counter sort of like the Zamazenta Zacian situation only because of shield pressure at this point where it's just like powder snow is such a uh a more uh energy efficient move that i feel like maybe the the icicle spear or earthquake dynamic in terms of uh putting pressure on on those two mons could actually be more relevant and 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 helpful um but it doesn't necessarily make it better as an opponent against them. I mean, they they are very close in rank. You have the close combat, which is going to do uh, super effective against you know the 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 ice type. Um, and it's really going to depend on who builds energy uh, quicker, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I think you're right there. Now, the one thing, you know, we talked about, you said it was kind of sitting next to Mamoswine. So actually what this done to Mamoswine in the meta was took it from a top 10, dropped it all the way down to number 20 in Classic. However, when you hit Open Ultra, where you get up to level 50, Mamoswine is still more preferred in Open Ultra or Open Masterly. Right, uh, yeah. And that, once again, goes back to the bulk. I don't believe that that this is going to be a mod that's going to be relevant in level 50 open masters. I I really feel like Mamoswine does take that um that spot for sure. I think in in classic in ultra this is really where Mamo- this is really where um Walrein's going to going to shine. Now, did you guys keep two Walrein's? yeah 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 for sure i mean i i kept uh a few actually yeah because because what i'm looking at is especially when we talk sylph relevance there may be some tournaments you actually need waterfall over powder snow so if you build keep two for great league 
you're probably better off having an option of one of each. I feel like with the amount so, of things that I caught, I have two of each for every league, except maybe Master League, obviously, but that's that's different. Now, Dino, do, do you want to get all nerdy and talk or tell us a little bit about the breakpoints and the, the craziness where you may not want optimal IVs for long range? <sighs> yeah, that's it's funny. Uh, you bring up breakpoints. I was looking at that and how how insane uh, a lot of people. And one thing maybe uh, I was a little confused about is that I did see a different people like uh, Swag. Uh, I think his name is Swag Tips. Uh, and uh, I think I saw maybe uh, uh, Toshi or Tosh. Uh, yeah, Toshi. Uh, he posted something about breakpoints mm-hmm. too. And it really depends on what you're you're trying to accomplish um i actually don't don't have the the thing itself up but i do know that there's different breakpoints for like umbreon because umbreon did uh come up uh, a little bit more uh because of uh all the shift that has been happening and i also know that there is actually if we go back to the open uh uh great league uh it does say that um Walrein does beat Azu, and I believe that there is a breakpoint uh, Walrein for that. Yeah, you need a Walrein with attack of at least 113.8, I believe it is, yeah. for it to actually win that Azu matchup. So the example there is typically, you know, you would be looking, I think, for 0, 12, 14, I think is rank 1 Walrein. In some cases, something like a 215, or no, I think it's a 15, 2, 3, or something of that nature actually performs better because of those attack breakpoints. And what that really means when we're talking about that is Powder Snow can do two or three damage depending upon if super effective, et cetera, et cetera. With Azu, if you can get up to that 113.8 attack rating, instead of doing just two per Powder Snow, it does three per Powder Snow damage, which is enough to flip the matchup. So that's what we're talking about when we talk about breakpoint. Uh, that's on the attack side. There's also a defensive breakpoint for Wall Rain, which does isn't cute, super common to have both an attack breakpoint and a defensive breakpoint on a single Pokemon. So just know when you're looking for those IVs, like I said, Dino's right. Toshi did a great job. Swagtips did a great job of explaining it. Go watch their videos. To be frankly honest, it's not going to matter 95% of the time because when breakpoints come into play, it's going up against a rank one X and not everyone is running rank one Azu. So just keep that in mind. Um, another fun topic that came up with Wall Rain, and I want to get Matthew's opinion on it. So I mentioned when we had Caleb on that, that Wall Rain is replacing Lapras. Caleb wasn't so quick to jump on my bandwagon. What do you think, Matthew? Was I right? I I really think it's really dependent on the leagues. Um, to be completely honest... Um, I'm looking at sort of like the the rankings and it's kind of 50-50 in terms of the Great League where you have your pros and cons. But when it comes to Ultra League, um, that's where there is more of a, of a difference here. And let me load up the, the Ultra League. So, you know, you have your, your wall range being able to beat like Registeel versus Lapras, which can't, um, but, but Talonflame in the one shield situation, being able to beat Walrein versus Lapras, um, everything else is, 
you know, like Walrein is able to beat the Meganium match, or sorry, Walrein uh, loses the Meganium match versus Lapras, which can take it with Skullbash, but Walrein uh, beats the Sylveon match um, versus Lapras that, that can't, as well as the Umbreon. So Umbreon is going to be like the main defensive uh, in, in the Ultra League. Um, and if it's a measure of like a Walrein or a Lapras, um, the Walrein with, you know, it's, it's Icicle Spear and an Earthquake and then Lapras with its uh, Surf and um, uh, Skull Bash. Um, Umbreon is going to lose to the Walrein in that, in that one shield, um, situation as well. So that's what I have for the, the, the Ultra League matchup, but for the Great League, it's, it's honestly pretty even here. I mean, you have Walrein losing the Bastidon, that's kind of common because of the Ice type, you know, and you have Galarian Stunfisk, you have those those two correlating things with with the rock damage that that can that can super effective uh damage walrin but besides that there's not a whole lot of matches that walrin picks up lapras is in my opinion gonna pick up more uh more matches in in the great league than than walrin but in the Ultra League, Walren's going to be more superior than Lapras. I think a lot of it comes down to just speed of attack. Lapras is, if you've ever used a Lapras, it's so slow. Yeah, it's that, like that Ice Shark comes in at a, a second and a half, and it just... Yeah. Daniel, what do you think? Do you think I was right? Does, does Walrein, specifically in Ultra League, that's where I made the comment. Specifically Ultra League? Does Walrein replace Lapras to you? Okay, well, let's begin with this. I don't know, well, I know that you don't, you're not playing Open Great League, uh, but I'll say this. I barely ever see Lapras in Open Great League. Um, if ever, but it, it, it did come in play, like, maybe, like, I don't know, maybe twice a week, uh, uh, as an example. And with Walrein just obviously just coming in now, no one has played the singles Lapras. Um, and I think that it's going to be the same thing in in um, in uh, Ultra League when, when we switch that I don't think we'll see Lapras at all because people will see that this is a little bit better. Uh, the bulk does, does make a huge difference. Um, I, I want to say it doesn't... Uh, completely replace it but it is i feel like in my personal opinion it's a huge uh upgrade uh for a water ice pokemon um and i still think that if you're if you're comparing them against other pokemon i'll pick walrein if you're comparing them as to walrein versus lapras now that's something different because you know you know with uh they both don't have uh a good move uh fast move uh against each other their uh charge move is surf and icicle sphere that's not going to do anything so they both have to rely on the earthquake and skull bash so if you're doing the uh the matchup versus them two uh wallring is going to get to earthquake first yes you could shield that and hit them with a skull bash they're going to mostly going to shield that but you're going to get your defense buffed 
So I think in that scenario, yes, I may choose Labras over that. But I think overall, Walrein does pick up more wins than Labras in Grey League and Ultra League. I think it's I a very agree with myself more. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's a very interesting uh like dichotomy between the two because like Walrein has a higher defense stat, but it has a much lesser uh HP stat, like stamina. So you have to when you're picking your team have to take that into consideration, in my opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. Um but like uh, yeah, I I, I think as of right now, the, the usage of Lapras is going to lower down. I think it'll come back up eventually. But since the hype right now is Walrein, that's all you're going to see. Uh, I believe like everything else, like when I mentioned about Great League meta, that it's all over the place. No one, I barely see, at least for me, uh, I barely see any Bastidon. I barely see any G-Fisk. And I'm like so confused uh, because it Bastidon is not that bad against Walrein. But the meta for me, like when I see Pokemons, uh it's 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 crazy because a lot of Pokemon you just they just completely disappear. Uh you barely see like any uh Altaria, which is understandable because Walrein's uh everywhere. Um so I feel like yes, Lapras is still gonna have play, but not during the hype of Walrein. That's fair. And and for the the listeners viewing, what is like your your ranking right now in terms of Elo of of things that you are seeing? So well, of course, I, I'm not playing open. So <laughs> let's let's head over to talk a little bit about what we're doing right now. Let's let's talk a little bit about what's going on in Great League. Um. Dino, how how's your set been going this week? Uh yes. So I'm doing open. Um and I ever since we switched uh back to Great League and Sinnoh, uh I did after dropping so much in Master League because I have no Zation, uh I did go up from twenty to ninety something back to twenty six hundreds. Uh I dropped a little bit after that uh two days ago. Uh, then went back up, uh, almost close back to 2,600. Uh, I was running my my Bastidon uh, Toxicromeganium, but with uh, Walring coming in, it's a little tough, even though all three of them can beat Walring, uh, depending, obviously, if you get baited or not. Uh, but overall, I, I've been seeing, at least ever since yesterday, uh, I, the rise of Galvantula, because again, no one is running uh, Bastion or Gfisk, so I started seeing Ariados as well, and I was very confused as to what is going on. Ariados? Yes, I've seen at least three to uh today. I've seen uh. Hester would be so happy if he was here right yes, now. Yes, exactly. But because think about it, it it's actually it's bulkier than galvantula and has lunge and cross poison um uh, and with lunge it hits the psychics which is cresselia deoxys uh and thus a good amount on a medicham which i think we saw i don't know if i did play against one uh but lunge does a lot and so galvantula bug pokemon were on the rise and galvantula does really well against psychic pokemon and walrein because walrein is not that you know bulky so those those um what is it called full switches are adding up 
and yeah no it, it's it was very annoying so there's the rise of a lot of not so common pokemon with walrein uh now so it's starting to kind of like people are noticing the trend of what can beat walrein um uh, and then on top of that the other people are seeing the trend that are are uh basically countering walrein so they're countering that so it's just like all like going in like a cycle so it's it's, it's it's all crazy right now so right now the meta for me at least what i saw it's not stable uh but i did finish my my sets uh like at 2 a.m uh today so i don't know if it changed throughout the day um so yeah overall that's what i've been seeing uh maybe are you have you stuck with the stream team uh no actually i have not uh i did try the team that we told Mama Climbs to to, to uh, try out, which was uh, it was Medicham, Lantern, and Walrein, uh, and that was actually wasn't too bad. Um, and then I decided, I believe I switched. Uh, I don't remember if I. I think no, no, I think I kept with that, and it was actually wasn't too bad. Uh, there was a lot of times where I would, they would have, let's just say. Uh, trying to think so i would switch uh from the lead that's going to be medicham they would have uh, a lead of walrein and then they some i don't know why some people did this they would have azu as like the safe switch so then i would uh throw in lantern and then typically it was just like a top left so i love lantern yeah. so much i really do but then i got stuck <laughs> in a match where this is where gavantula comes into play it was a gavantula lead I can't switch to either Walrein or Lantern because they're well. I mean, it's neutral against Lantern, but it still adds up. Uh, so that's the core breaker. Yeah, for, for the team, for my right? team. So then yeah. I, I, I ended up switching. Uh, I may actually go back to my Bastion team. Uh, I have a the fr- the creator of the the Bastion team. Uh, he switched Meganium for Trevenant and. Because if you think about it, there's a lot of psychic Pokemons out right now. And Trevenant is gonna be it gets it beats CMP to all rain because they both get to it at the same time. And it hits it has Shadow Ball for any flyers. So I, I wouldn't get uh I wouldn't get uh locked in with like a Alteria, Skarmory. I can still hit back with a Shadow Ball on any flyers. Um, as well, like, well, the only thing I would be afraid of are dark Pokemon, which I haven't seen too much of. So those are the only things, and it does have neutral against poison. So that's one thing that I enjoy about it too. So yeah. So f- as far as me, I think I go. Uh, ironically enough, I did play on my all account, and currently my all account is higher than my main. Uh, and the team, <laughs> the team that I'm running is gonna is gonna make Miami Dog proud. It is. Okay, okay. It is. Obstagoon, <laughs> I'm ashamed to say this. <laughs> it is Obstagoon Double Charmer, and it went. You were a bad. It person. went. <laughs> it, it it went four one, and then three two three times, and then I got a two three, and it got up c- close to twenty seven hundred. And I'm like, what is going on? How is this even working right now? And it's because going back to Bastion and Gfisk are not being used right now because. Of the rise of Deoxys and Medicham and Walrein with Earthquake. And, and it's just insane. And I was using it. And then I just... And a lot of people are actually also using the team that I used, uh, Wildcat. Which was uh, Walrein, Medicham, and Sableye. So think about it. Obstagoon lead. 
and then double jumper in the back for Sableye and Medichem. So, so you're just sitting there just just yeah. tapping and just laughing yeah. away. I like, was you know <laughs> I was yeah, and then that also that also can uh chunk away at Gavantula. Uh for sure. Yeah, yeah, so no it's it's it was it was funny and I was just like, Oh my gosh, I, I can't wait uh to It's to so crazy how much damage charm does just to the meta, like Yeah, and, and even then, even non stab, like to oh yeah, to goodness. to make it better in case I did see any steals, I use Gramble with close combat <laughs> oh and crunch. Goodness. And I did have two people not shield. Uh it was a Reggie steal versus my my uh, Gramble. Oh, that's good night. That's yeah, good night. They top left after that. <laughs> they top left after that. They're just like, I can't, I can't win. And that was for the switch advantage too. So Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, so that it, it's it's uh it was obsagoon uh i did want i wish i had a shadow uh shadow gramble but i don't so it's a regular one so sh- uh gramble and uh, aloe and nine tails in the back so it's a charm tail um and yeah i mean so far it's decent i i think i may go back to like i was telling you guys uh my friend he hit legend uh using uh bassidon toxic croak and trevenant uh, because he says that it's still pretty good uh, with uh, the current meta. So with everything kind of like normal, like you're seeing the rise of bug Pokemon, I think it's a good time to use Bastion again. Um, but yeah, so what about you, Wildcat? I know that you're not in open Great League. I, I am not. I I dipped my toe into Sinnoh with some practice beforehand, and I came out of Sinnoh with practice with a, a core three Pokemon. At the time, I was leading Gastrodon. Empoleon, Driftblend. Uh, last week, I, you know, we were on the show. I mentioned I was, I just climbed back over 2200. Just barely scratched the surface getting back up to 2200. Um, early on, that team worked decently well, but I kept running into a ton of Driftblend in, um, leads in Sinnoh. So I made the not dumb decision to insert Empoleon in the front and keep the other two Pokemon the same. I have climbed from 2213. I'm currently at 2818. Yeah. So that's a 600 point jump in six days. That sounds like the GBL day that you had that one day, that one time. It, and it's just crazy. So just putting putting this out there, here's what this team did today. 1-4, I sh- played at a different time than I normally play. And that 1-4 had two patchy leads with Torterra and Obama Snow in the back. And then a patchy with... Or no, I'm sorry. And then a Luxray lead. Once again, really hard for me to overcome that. And then one of the loss, the one of them was Torterra and some other grass, but Roserade combo. Okay. That none of that is good for my team. I figured as much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Especially when the Obama Snow was running Razor Leaf because they're just terrible. A person whoever runs Razor Leaf on Obama. Yeah, almost. After that. I went 4-1, 4-1, 2-3. That one should have been a 3-2. My daughter knocked my phone out of my hand, and I missed a shield. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, that's just, no, that's just rough. Me so much. That's just rough. Yeah, it it was the Empoleon Driftloom battle, or Driftbloom battle that I absolutely love, because Driftbloom beats Empoleon, or Empoleon beats Driftbloom, and no one switches out on it for some reason. I, I wouldn't have Everyone guessed. Everyone stays I wouldn't in. have guessed because it's Shadow Ball. I think, how much does Shadow Ball does to Empoleon? Does about 
65%, 75%. But here's the thing. How much is Waterfall doing to Driftblim? I don't know. That's a good question. How much? You get about 40% down before they get to their first Shadow Ball. So if you're willing to shield twice, you win that battle every time. Now, do they ever try to bait you? Every so often, and you still win the battle that way. Even if they bait you, you still win that. Okay. Yeah, no. So it, it, it is crazy how good Empoleon is against Driftblim. And also, Empoleon's just as good against Frostlass and Bastiodon. Wow. And it can battle back against one of the fighters, Lucario or Toxicroak, if you can get to a drill pick. So great lead Pokemon, actually. So after that, I was like, okay, I, I took all a little bit of time off. I was a little steaming. I didn't. I was upset that I went 2-3 because I shouldn't have. Next set four one again. Oh, not not so, now that you mentioned your team, I, I do recall. I, I'm gonna jump on the bandwagon and try your team. <laughs> uh, I also know. I believe it was the fighting goblin. Yes, ran yes, my he team ran as your well team today. Uh, had a couple three twos, a couple four ones. He hits. He hit uh, expert, I believe, with your team. Hit expert with it. So, and this is the same team I hit expert with. Yeah. I have not seen this exact team comp with this order of things out there yet so this is coined the wildcat team for sino here let's just let's go with it and write I'm, it here you're, you're this was before even claim uh, it claim even, it even before sino started so i can i can definitely uh, uh yeah i figured this out in the discord battling dean you're going to see this team firsthand yeah i got wrecked was not happy about nah. it <laughs> I, got, I got hard counter on a practice match believe it or not i got algorithm in the practice match <laughs> <laughs> so if you're struggling in sino I'll, I'll be the first to tell you, Sinnoh's meta is stale as can be. It's at the most 15 Pokemon. But if you want to climb, that's how you climb. I don't care if I'm having fun right now or not. I'm climbing the elo. That's, and when I hit Legend, I can run whatever I that's want. That's exactly what I say to people. People, like, they, they say, I don't know if uh, maybe Matthew uh, can, uh, if he does this or not, but I know a lot of people say that they can't run the same team for so long because they get bored of it, but... If you're climbing, I'm I'm sticking with the team. <laughs> no, I mean like I I don't get bored of a team. To be honest, it's more like um. I mean this this talks about like my uh like sort of like respect for the game, where it's just like I just get bored kind of of the game in in general. But that's just this month in general. Um, but when it comes to GBL in terms of like the, the, the team that I'm using, I typically try to use the same team the entire way through and I try to push, um, and, and I'll make adjustments, uh, throughout, but I've never, I'm not, you know, like your, your ranks. I know Wildcat, you made legend. I know Dino, you've made legend. You know, I've, I've maxed out a veteran. It's just like. You know, we're in different uh, spheres of of battling. So for me, it's just like I'm taking what the the podcast is really promoting, which is like own one team and really get to know that one team and know what your win loss record is with with that specifically. So I I take that to heart, and that's what I. Uh, go forth with in in my GBL matches. So what have you been doing? Have you been open or great opener Sinnoh? Um, I have not touched Sinnoh. Um, I've done open. 
Um, I, I will be completely transparent in this month. I have taken the complete month off. So I am rank 11 right now, but I am consistently, you know, like, uh, ace veteran, you know, battler, but I do believe that, that there is a lot of value in terms of just like, I am kind of burned out with the the battle aspect of the game at the moment in terms of the lag and the um issues involved with it and i didn't allow it to um affect me you know personally i was just like you know what i'm gonna just step away from the game but i'm not gonna step away from the community which i love so um stepped away from the battling um, I'm concentrating on factions right now, which we'll talk about later in the, the episode. Um, and I allow myself to participate in like non-ranked sylph tournaments that are, are fun. Sort of like, you know, like the draft that, that we're, we're doing, you know, and, and everything, which we'll talk about later on in the pod as well. So that's where where I'm at, where it's like I stepped away from the competitive battling in terms of like getting my sets in every day um, versus just like, you know what? I'm not having fun doing that. I'm going to concentrate on just the things that matter to me at the time, which is, you know, I talked to Wildcat in private messages, which was just like, I'm just going to do one or two Sylph tournaments a month, you know, and, and, and take it from there. Yeah, no, for sure. And it's it's completely normal for people and anyone uh, to take breaks, especially from the game. Um, you don't want it to affect you mentally, and that's a huge thing uh, that a lot of people kind of forget at times. Uh, there, there has been many uh, streamers that, stop playing for the same reason they it was affecting them mentally i know toshi was one of them uh that had to step back um i don't recall maybe there was like a few others that did step back as well um because they're they're either thinking that they're the game a game is getting them uh mad because of the lag uh and it's affecting them mentally you know you're kind of getting in a bad mood let's just say like you got like a 05 and then you go out into the world and then you just take it out on somebody because you lost in a game, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. So I, I do, appre- I do appreciate when people like uh, notice this before it gets to any worse than there, it, it really is. Um, so yeah, no, I, I agree. Speaking of streamers that, that, that stepped away, I know, I don't know if you guys seen Daniel is doing a little better. He's hoping to get back to streaming here soon. Yeah. I, was I, was, happy to see I, that. I, I noticed that, that you mentioned that he, he wasn't feeling good. So he is doing better so far not right. not fully healed okay. but he's, he's doing a little bit that's better, great so. that's okay, great good. news that's good. great news yeah yeah i was i was happy 100%. to see that i i enjoy his streams and his wacky <laughs> he's, stuff he's that he silly. does on I, there I it's it. fun to watch <laughs> yeah, yeah no i i i'm a i'm a huge fan of daniel zanieri like huge fan so i'm glad like, you're willing to say it because i wasn't <laughs> no it's the last it, name you know, no the no no name. it's it, you know what like uh daniel zanieri i you know and you were talking about his his costume the other week and this is like uh i guess to put context to it is it's uh the uh boys which is a tv show on amazon he plays uh he he has the costume of one of the main you know 
character slash villains on it, which is is diabolical, but it, it works with his characters that he's trying to convey in his stream. Yep. So speaking of streaming, uh, we also uh, have Go Battle Day coming up on Sunday. Uh, and Dino and I yet again <laughs> are going to hop on Twitch for a few hours. Was that four weeks for, straight? You know, a few sets, <laughs> four straight weeks. We're and you're going to see more of it. Yeah. That's one of the things that we we said we were going to commit to this year was making sure we're on Twitch at least once a week. So maybe we'll get on there more heading forward. But you know, for, we're starting slow and building up that that time period. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, on Sunday all day you can battle up to a hundred matches or twenty sets in Great League or Sino. And you can earn four times the dust. Mackie, this may be a great day to actually throw some battles down if you feel like it. You going from you can go eleven to twenty real quick. No, for sure. Like that that's kind of my 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 goal, at least with the the way that my my schedule is planned, where it's like, okay, well, I've I've slacked off, you know, in terms of uh the 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 entire month month and a half and it's like this is gonna be my time that i was like all right you know what let's grind down let's uh take take a day and just like you know sit down let's relax let's try to like figure out a team and let's make it happen for sure you got it so i think that's it for gbl i think we can move on to sylph anything else y'all no, I think we cover a good amount of the stuff in, in GBL section. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's head over to Sylph and talk a little bit about what's happening with factions in the draft tournament. the btw draft 2.0 this time uh <laughs> when it was all said and done we had 37 competitors sign up we did have one person drop out or technically we had two people have to drop out and one of our new patreons come when we were just starting draft man's like i wanted in but i got in a day too late and i'm like great news for you we had someone drop out do you want their spot that was so <laughs> i i think the one thing this 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 draft has shown me is how many more meta-relevant Pokemon we had this year than we did last June, July, when we did this the last time. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. I, I was just, I was noticing that as well. Um, still still a little shocked of some some picks that got through through the ban. Um, or some bans that happened, like Carnivine. <laughs> Tyler, we're looking Ty- at you. Tyler, <laughs> cop, cop. <laughs> I, I literally, like, like, read that and was like, is this actually a ban right now? Like, of all things, he banned Carnivine and turned around and picked Frostlass. What a jerk! On here. <laughs> right, that's right, funny. Right, right. That's funny. <laughs> uh, but yeah, some, just thinking of things that got through. Things like Reggie Steel made it through. Pidgeot, Obstagoon, Greedent, Zwellius, Shadow Obama Snow. I hate you, Dino. I hate you so much for that. I, I, was like, I no one's noticing you. it. I applaud you for that pick. <laughs> I applaud you, you for that you. pick. Yeah. It's 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 funny. I was just like looking. I'm like, I literally had to do a double take. I'm like, this literally this got through. Like, is yeah, this for real? No, no, no. I don't. I don't blame you. Like, I, I when you picked that, 
I literally was like, wait, let me go back through the list. I was like, there's no way. Like, that could that could have easily like, been uh, replaced with a band instead of Carnival. For Carnival sure, for, that. for sure. I was like, you know, bow down, <laughs> bow down to you for yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. 100%. I do feel like we were targeted somewhat, Dino, because both of our OG teams fully got banned. Yeah. Driftblim, Lantern, Metacham, Bastiodon, Toxicroak, Meganium. All banned. Okay. I feel attacked personally. What about you? I, I do too because there is a superior frenzy plant user that wasn't banned. Are you, do you mean do you mean Well I mean we're Venusaur? By the time it's Wednesday, it's gonna probably get picked or banned. So yes, I am talking about Venusaur. Oh, it's already been picked. Oh, it's already picked? Yeah, Pied Piper picked that. Oh, out. Yeah. oh I haven't even checked the updates. But what that. I'm saying, how like, how how do you ban Meganium and not Venusaur? That's what I'm saying. It's like it didn't <laughs> was, make sense. It's like I was confused where I was like, that got picked first. We got, I, it's, it's, I got, you, you know how the person that banned Meganium, Pied Piper was also the one that picked Venusaur. Uh, he, uh, he knows me. He's a, he's a, he's a local. He knew what he was he's doing. He's a local. He knows me. <laughs> I was trolling when I banned Drift Room Drift oh, yeah? from you, man. Like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, if it wasn't you, it would have been someone else. No, no, no. I know. Me. I understand that. I was just like, but it was just so perfect in the timing of everything. But let's talk about your bigger offense here. Yeah. What are you doing taking Quagsire? I was looking at this that one This is also too. Matthew's last show. <laughs> this is Matthew's yeah. first and last show he's ever involved. For yeah, so um, Quagsire was a last-dish effort in terms of the Pokemon that I have built currently that are not banned and are not uh, chosen. And I was like, all right, Quagsire has some play against the, the, the meta in terms of like it could uh, have Stone Edge, you know, etc. with this Mud Shot and Acid Spray um, or Sludge Bomb. But I was panicking because I'm looking at my dust right now and I'm going, I need to build stuff for Ultra League factions, which we'll talk about later in the show. And. I am about to blow about 1.5 million Stardust on this tournament because I know the majority of my mods are not going to be what I've already built in this thing. So... Look, by round six, we're take we're taking Pikachu's at round oh, six. Oh, for is where sure, we're at this for point. sure. Yeah, no, no, no. I I hundred percent like ag- ag- agree with you, but I'm I'm just freaking out. I'm like I'm looking at the list, and my first pick was actually Melmetal. And I, and it was Melmetal because I was like looking at like the meta where's like a bunch of like ice types, um. And, and such, I was like, all right, well, you have, you know, like your, you know, superpower where you could like, you know, hit and then, and then dip. And I was like, okay, well, what about Malamar? And I was like, it's so squishy. I love Malamar, but it's super squishy. And, and then I was like, all right, I'm going to have to pick just the the most i the most bulky thing left in this thing in my opinion which was quagsire so i was like all right we're gonna go with that because it it was a great pick yeah 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 yeah, for sure it was it was still my second pick i if anything about you know about drafting 
counter users are king. First, I, I this is my first <clears throat> like draft tournament for sure. But I know that counter users are king. But I was mainly going for bulk, and I think like the main like problematic portion of this this draft in particular is the fact that we have so many things banned that it's just like and there's another ban run coming oh there's i another know ban run. i know and it's just like we have we have two draft rounds and then a ban round and it's just like i'm going i'm looking at my stardust and i'm like oh god like this thing's about to be tanked so i i may have at least one if not two pokemon on my team that aren't actual pokemon on my team that i just make up a cp4 and don't even bother building but we'll see what happens. So yeah, that's, know, the, that's the draft. That's it's, the draft. It's moving along. That, that's what you have to do. So there was a lot of info that came out. We talked a little bit about the Sylph stuff last week as far as some of the, the new meta. So we had Fusion and Cave. Uh, just to kind of review those. Fusion, um, you had dual types with banning Azu, Metacham, Dugong, Scrafty, Jellicent, Nidoqueen, Diggersby. So kind of a fusion 2.0 where we used to seeing this um kind of more exciting was cave bug dark dragon flying and rock bands bastidon probopass reggie rock scrafty togekiss heracross skarmory altera mantine i was really happy to see here probopass picking up the band with bastidon because there's so many people that anytime bastidon's banned they just slide probopass in and do the same thing uh what you're going to see sliding in now is Agron, right? Is that what everyone expects to kind of see slide into the bat, the quote unquote Bastiodon? Yeah, role? I think so. That's good. That's what's going to happen for sure. Um, I definitely think you, if you're, if you are running this meta and you do not have drag, drag you should switch to a different role on your team. I think, I truly think drag is so important in this meta and is a must have. Yeah, I was gonna say you, even even with the uh, Agron Agron with SmackDown, like it might add up the the fast attacks, but with Aquatel on, on it's not that strong. It's kind of frail. Yeah. So um, we talked about Caracosta last time. I I, I like that one. Um, Matthew, you you mentioned Ultra League. Sorry, are you your faction's Ultra League specialist? I don't envy you at all. I I. <laughs> Had to take up this role, you know, but I'll do it for my team for sure. But the benefit of it is it forced me to actually like adapt and and learn the new meta where I was a great league person the the entire time, you know, for about a year and a half since you know I rejoined uh Pokemon Go and and Ultra League is an entirely different spectrum. Yeah, and that's kind of the role King Tom for our faction jumped in and filled for Master League. None of us wanted any piece of that. He was he he just showed up and was like, "I'm willing to do it." So we're like, "Okay, this is your, right. your role." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. That's very common with the faction teasers. Like, who's taking over Masters? And everybody's just like, mm. yeah. <laughs> So the things that did change with factions this season is they've redone the tiers. So it used to be, I think it was three tiers, then you're two open and some qualifier or something of that nature. They've collapsed open and qualifier into open. Correct. Yeah. And they, they added they, additional tiers above. So yeah, you have so, emerald. So so yeah. the the top 
tier right now is emerald, and then in the bottom tiers they added copper and iron, from my understanding of it. And then they also yep. added an additional member on the team, which is like, so you can have a team of 10 now. I thought the team of 10 was last season, actually. It was a The team big difference of... was they were forcing you to... No, it was oh, 10 last season. Sure. You could have two... You could have two alternates, but they were not forcing you to have two alternates. Got you. This yeah, okay. season, they did hard force a second alternate into. Got the team. you. Yep. So that so, is hardwired into to the the team for sure. Yeah. So this this cycle will start next Monday. So get your teams locked in. Start doing building. Do your practice, and wait those opponents. So something we are going to kind of do a little bit different, you know. If you've been listening to the show for a while, you know we are starting to put some ads in here. So what we're going to do is take a quick break uh, for an ad and then come back in and talk about the in-game news. So we'll be back shortly. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the end game Yep, it's a news day again. It's Monday. <laughs> At least we There's got a new some event news. coming on Wednesday. <laughs> so the Electric and Steel Canto Power Plant event is we have official details. Um, one of the things I'm I'm not shocked by looking at how long this event was. It's going to go from January 19th at 10 a.m. local to February 1st at 10 a.m. local. That's a long event, and 
not shocking, it's been split into two parts. What other event recently was long and split into two parts? Could it have been that Festival of Lights? What happened on the second part of Festival of Lights? Uh, <laughs> isn't this the uh, oh, one thing rocket. that you got right? <laughs> one? one? Come on, okay. man. Well, one? One of many. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we go. Uh, like the Festival of Lights, this is going to be a split event. And the second half of the event, Team Rocket is coming back. So let's let's go through this overall event. First things first, we get a new Pokemon, which means already better than the last event and the last month for all intents and purposes. Uh, Helioptile and Heliodisc are making their debut. Thoughts on these? First of all, I wish Astro was here to say those names. God, I really <laughs> do. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. For, even for me, I I, I didn't never heard of like these Pokemon names, and I would have been like, oh my god, that would have been golden. I was so nervous, oh, like hilarious. typing in the show notes, where I was like, "Please do not ask me how to pronounce <laughs> these things." Like, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So, so it's Helio, like because it helps. Um, yeah, you yeah. Know, Halo and tile, the tile. So helioptile, helio reptile. Yeah, helioptile. Okay. And helio lisk. Um, thoughts on them then? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, we 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 all know the stats on it, <laughs> and let's just say it's a little underwhelming. <laughs> uh, but a little. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> the thing that I'm gonna say is like I think it's a very interesting type electric normal. I mean, where resist ghost electric flying steel, but I don't think they have the stats to back up. The so situation. Your, first off, it has you know, like it has the moves. Yeah, it it's has got moves. Mud slap, quick attack, volt switch, grass knot, bulldoze, thunderbolt. It has good moves. Okay. Its attack is one thirty seven. Decent attack, but its defense is one twelve and stamina is one oh five. So it just is super glassy. Its actual battle rating, it's getting a thirty eight percent win rate. That's horrible. Against the entire Great League. And if you really just focused against just the actual meta, it's getting even lower than that. It's getting something like 25% meta but win rate. There, there is no moves, right? Uh, for this yet? Or has the moves... Yeah, Volt Switch, Volt Switch Mud Slap, Quick Attack for fast moves. Oh, wow. Okay. Grass Knot, Bulldoze, Thunderbolt for charge moves. Uh, yeah it's it has good moves yeah i mean w- would you i mean would you have preferred to uh thundershock over volt switch or you think you guys still like volt switch more i like volt switch better yeah. i think it builds up energy just so much faster okay even though it is a slower move yeah, yeah. i think it's gonna be a determination of the play style with it. like yeah. I, t- I see beneficials of you know volt switch which gains a lot of energy and then like thundershock which is you know one second for quick energy it's it's a matter of play style at this point but even so let me throw in here thunder shock add the move even with thundershock it only goes up to a 42 percent win rate mm, got you like it's okay. just it's just not that good um so you're gonna want to get it for your decks is what we're saying uh, and <laughs> to evolve sure. it, you want to make sure you have a sun zone. Yes. So that's yes. that's the things there. Is yes, what fifty candy? New... 
for 50 candy 50 and candy. a sunstone. Okay. So nothing crazy. Um, and it's going to be spawning in the wild for this event. So this isn't even behind a paywall at all. So wild encounters for this event, Magnemite, Grimer, Voltorb, Electrobuzz, Porygon, Trubbish, bonus Stardust, everyone. Catch all of the trash bags, clean up the oceans. <laughs> and Helioptite. <laughs> uh, if you are lucky, you could see Jolteon and Electrode. Extra Stardust, everyone. And everything is shiny as far as this standard spawn list, except Helioptile. So what do you think about the spawns? They're they're not bad, you know. They're I, I wouldn't mind, you know, seeing Grimer because you know a lot of people have been trying to get uh XL uh Grimer. That's a thing. Uh not trying to say it's not hasn't be- been picked yet either in the draft, but uh <laughs> there is Magnemite for for I think XL is good too. Uh I mean besides that, I feel like just the 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 Stardust with Trubbish would be nice, but I don't think i will will see it that often at least i never really see it too much i don't know i got a feeling they're gonna put it all over the place i hope so i really hope so i need to start those <laughs> um and in all actuality i mean you gotta think voltorb is pretty pvp relevant as well and in, in limited menace. i would say yeah against more self like more cups yeah cups for sure and and porygon has some play but you really need try attack so you'd be burning an elite team yeah. and i wouldn't recommend burning an elite team on Portland. no <laughs> no don't do that i would recommend burning one on wall rain if you don't have one already. <laughs> for sure uh raids you're gonna see pikachu beldum shinx blitzel and clink save your dollar everyone agree yes <laughs> yeah i would um, agree for sure <laughs> Three-star raids, we're going to see split by the event. So for the first half of the event, the 15th through the 24th, uh, we're seeing Scyther, Typhlosion, Mawile, and Drudagon. Scyther's okay. Mawile has some PvP play. Drudagon has some play. Yeah. I mean, even Typhlosion Typh- has some play with In uh, Ultra. Yeah, in Ultra. Yeah, in yeah. Ultra League it does. So... Maybe yeah. not bad. I mean, it's not bad. It's not bad uh, for raid bosses for sure. And if you're still trying to get that shiny, which I think uh, they actually end up getting the shiny uh, Dr- uh, Dredagon. He did. Oh, he did. I did not oh that was you. So. That <laughs> my bad. Or, or did I get one? <laughs> did, Matthew, did... I may have got one actually. I have to check. Oh, okay, okay. Matthew, did you get a shiny um, for for that one? No. No. I did not. <laughs> no. It's no. it's a really cool looking one. Uh, but but I didn't try hard for that one. Right. So right. It's like. I think yeah. I got it in my first uh, raid invite too, which was uh, very funny. So I was like, very <laughs> yeah. happy. Yeah, what, you what, are even you crazier? are you have that luck component <laughs> to you, don't you? Right? <laughs> yeah. What, what's crazier? Dino said raid invite. Dino I, did a raid to get. Yeah, it. right. <laughs> you never see that because he knows that any like at least for any like legendary Pokemon, I get if I have any. Like recently, with like the past few months, they're all through GBL. That's it. <laughs> Though that has slowed down a lot. I've yes, I, I yes, have really it has. They've it has nerfed the in Legend Encounter. Uh, I did not get a shiny. I did get a rank one sixteen for Great League that requires zero dust to build. Oh, nice. That's yeah. what we were jealous about. Yep. Never mind. Yeah. Turn turn that knife. <laughs> a bit. Uh, the second half of the event, the twenty fourth through the first for three star raids, Dugon. Paloswine, Monferno, Drudagon. 
Uh, yeah, Dugon is PvP relevant, but you're not getting PvP IVs, and you don't really need XL candy. Palaswine, yes, if you're XL. doing Master League. Monferno, nope. don't waste your dollar. Dredagon is still Dredagon. Um, in 5-star, you're going to get Genesect with Shock Drive until the 24th. And then comes Regiice. Uh, for Regiice, it has some play in Ultra League, really. So, do you will you guys do any Regiice raids? I will, for sure. Yeah. Uh, maybe free passes, but beyond that, like paying for it, no. Now, does Regiice for Ultra League need to be XL? I can't remember. I don't, no, I don't think so, not. no. No, so, okay, I could see doing that, but you know what? I think we have a better ice Pokemon in Ultra League, don't we? Yes. Something. I mean, a, now a, we a, do. A, a you know, like for sure. So, I, I'm. I, I probably won't do any. And the shiny's just not very good either. Yeah, the, the, it's not barely that, tell. You can barely tell. So overall, pretty lackluster raids for the most part. Uh, field encounters. You can get Magnemite, Voltorb, Electrike. Joltic and Helioptile, and if you're lucky, a Lolan Grimer, Trebish, and a Molga. I like the research encounters. Magnemite's good, Elect- Voltorb's good, Joltic is good, a Lolan Grimer, and a Molga. I'm I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah, it's actually not bad at all, considering you have Electric there, which we will not be happy to see. But uh, everything else, Joltic, you know, everyone uses it even for XL uh, candies for Ultra League. I'm happy with Joltik for for the XLs. I'm I'm really psyched to see Trubbish just for the Stardust. Um, it's oh, almost like you have an event that's going to burn all of your Stardust or something. <laughs> yeah, right. I think Alola Grimer is also a good one. Um, I think it's pretty, you know, uh, pretty much uh, necessary for for Ultra in terms of you know, having a consistent team if you're doing something. So that that's my opinion. I think Emolga is, you know, iffy. It, it's one of those spicy picks, you know, and then we still have to learn uh, the new Pokemon. Uh, I'm going to pull the Astro here and butcher this. Uh, Helioptile. Helioptile. Uh, <laughs> uh We're gonna need to learn its move sets before we can make uh, determination on things. I I don't know of a move you could give it that would make it viable. I don't know either, but we can have our fingers crossed, right? Yeah, wish <laughs> a dream. I guess you're right. Uh, the really exciting part of this event is the second half of it. So starting on Monday, the twenty fourth at midnight. Team Rocket is back in force. More balloons, more Pokestops, and frustration can be gone. I'm There's so no more need happy. to be frustrated. <laughs> uh, I know, I think one of the questions we got in the Discord was specifically about getting rid of frustration and wall rain and that kind of fundamental capability. Hey, now is your chance. You can use one Elite TM, get rid of frustration, and get your Icicle Spears. So, uh, there's not any real details about that portion of the event yet. My guess is that will come out sometime Thursday, Friday this week. So we'll glance over it next week on the show, depending upon what actually comes out. there. Right. I think um, the, the interesting thing about this was like, they didn't specify an end date to it, which I'm assuming is going to be the end date of the event. But, 
that would be longer than what they've actually have had in the past, correct? No, the last time during the um, Festival of Lights, it was a full week as well. Okay. That they kept around the rocket teaming, which okay. was good. Okay. Uh, other news, like we said, Regice is coming to raids. So definitely PvP viable. Um, PV Poke is saying lock on Blizzard Earthquake. But to be frankly honest, I would probably drop Earthquake for Focus Blast because of all those dark Pokemon out there. Gives you a better chance and actually beats Umbreon. But once again, just go get a Walrus. It's going to be better in every perspective. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, I, I, I actually I'm kind of curious of that matchup, though, in, in the in the Reggie Eyes versus Walrein, because it would need to go to Earthquake to have any kind of chance straight up. Uh, obviously, you would need. Uh, it, it does have the bulk for Regice. It Regice would win the 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 head up, but I think Walrus is still like we said earlier is going to pick up more or yeah. Walrein called it the Walrus. <laughs> um, actually, I, I'm sorry, I forget. I am I am offline. Artemis has coined Walrein as Wally. It should now only be referred to as Wally. Wally. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. No, can't, can't help my Disney. Um, also, just so you know, the day this show comes out, there's Genesec Raid Hour, but no one. So moving on. Um, <laughs> even even heavy raid or, you know, heavy raid discords that I'm part of aren't even raiding right now. Genesec is just not gotten. I think I've got two through GBL and I'm good. I don't need to do a single Genesec raid. I would rather lose a free pass than do a Genesis raid. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree on that. <laughs> um, the other kind of exciting piece of the news this week, we talked about it last week, but for the first time ever, we're getting Community Day throwback or Community Day classic or whatever they're calling it. Bulbasaur is coming back on Saturday. Also, another snowstorm is coming to Kentucky on Saturday. Oh my God, dude. What are the chances? Perfect timing. Perfect, Perfect timing. timing. Yeah. At, let's be frankly honest. As long as it's not here during the Johto tour, I don't care at this point. Yeah, bring it, bring it all right now. <laughs> bring it yeah, all yeah, now. Yeah. I don't want snow for the Johto tour. Uh, but yeah, on Saturday the twenty second, classic times from two to five, and you're able to get frenzy plants. So if you don't have a good Venusaur, this is your time to grind. I I may actually go at least on the Gotcha hard because I don't think I have a very good Ultra League Venusaur. And it does, it has less play today than it did last week because, you know, Wally is here. Yeah. But it's still something good to have around. I, I, to be frankly honest, next remix, I expect to see Wally banned. I think it's going to be that popular in this two week period. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, too, yeah. yeah. And then also next week on the 25th, minimum spotlight hour, it's a shiny chance. But more importantly, you get two times transfer candy so you can get rid of all of those feel you have saved up in your bag still. It could it could be a nice pick for the draft. I <laughs> <laughs> the end, it may be required. <laughs> I mean, it, it it oh what? Who's taking to DNA? Shh. Oh, is somebody Stop. taking to DNA in the draft right now? Oh, I didn't. I forgot about it until just now when I was thinking Pikachu yeah. clones. Stop. I'm like, oh yeah, it's a Pikachu clone. I I actually Dino's mad. I, apparently, it was on Dino's board. I, it, it's in with it's in in my list of twenty one Pokemon's that people haven't picked. That's going to go real quick this next round. You would think so, but I mean, I'll, I have, I think, at least five to six Pokemon that are somewhat meta and that weren't picked or banned. Yeah, cool. So I think that covers the news. Anything else? 
No, I don't think so. But I mean, that was a bunch of stuff. Uh, I feel like we still now with everything coming, I feel like we're slowly going to get more stuff coming too. Um, pretty excited about the next few months too. Yeah, I think I, I I'll be frankly honest. I am kind of glad that it's going to end the, the rocket event starts as early as it does because come the 28th Pogo may not even be launched on my phone for a few days. Oh, wow. Because legends are. Oh out. yeah. Yeah. Oh, got you. Um, I have a question. Um, how do you yeah. feel about the, um, the power plant event being launched without Zapdos based on the, the red, you know, and blue version where that was, paramount to the the power plant uh event like in 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 the game or the power plant thing it makes zero sense right they even (laughs) as they brought in rocket as part of this which was another part of the red and blue storyline was rocket was attacking the power right right so the fact that they didn't have zapdos there just blows my mind so so would you have had zapdos as a like a raid you know for like uh, appropriate raid in, instead during of the event? you just made me sad because I, I just thought about their how they're going to bring zapdos into it wait what <laughs> oh <laughs> wait i think it might are you thinking maybe like a shadow yeah i bet we're going to get shadow zapdos back again that would make sense because usually they have oh. they usually bring oh, back giovanni, giovanni right with Giovanni, they always bring uh, when Team Rocket events. They yeah. always bring back Giovanni. I am sorry for putting that into the world, folks. I hope I'm very wrong, but it's a I, possibility. All, I, I would put some money behind it. I no, was it's not your fault. I I kind of started the. <laughs> the no, nah, I'm glad you did that. That that makes us aware of it. It could be a possibility, and I agree. Uh, and it's funny with uh, not looking at it to justify uh, Reggie Ice, you know, being a raid boss. They decided to. Uh, let it learn thunder. Apparently, so that that they're trying to justify as a electric Pokemon there. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, God, they, they are. They're going to bring Shadow Zapdos back again. Now that you mentioned that, it makes a lot of sense, especially with the Rocket do you event. Think, do you think if they if they do in your tinfoil hat, um, it will be a Giovanni, uh, thing, or it will just be a sort of uh global um what's the word i'm looking for just a event like you 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 get this research and then you get it it'll be giovanni yeah giovanni okay 100 percent. god that makes me sad so let's go into something that makes me happy (laughs) makes us laugh sometimes and and do some question and answers yeah you want answers i think i'm entitled you want answers i want the truth the truth okay we have a, a few questions this week so let's start out with modders and he's directly a- asking questions about the draft uh what would your wild card pick or picks have been for a for the draft a few recommendations for the unloved future unsung hero pokemon that we could lean on when the pickings get slim, assuming the draft is actually underway. The draft's underway, but Lord knows we're probably another... This time next week, we may finish the draft yeah, <laughs> as no. far as just drafting phase. Oh. Uh, what do you got? Matthew, what do you got? Unsung hero of the draft. Who would you go with that you that people aren't thinking of that's a late-round Pokemon? That's really hard because 
everybody's kind of picked some obscure stuff. Um, somebody picked Lugia, correct? Yes. I'm pretty sh- certain. Oh yeah, that that was that was quick and that was a quick and easy pick. Yeah, I think the the next round is gonna be like, man. Yeah, it, no, there's this super, so much. It's super. T- it's super tough because I'm I'm. I'm thinking of my Stardust. Wild, yeah. I, yeah. Wildcat, let's let's get like, a, you know, like the <laughs> the stat on, on where you're at in the episode just so we could keep it, you know, copacetic with, with every episode. <laughs> we have the Wildcat. 6.6 uh, 6 million. 6.6 6 million. Okay. So that's a Wildcat stat right there. Um, so, so Dino, do you have a, do you have a unloved Pokemon? I, I don't want to say unloved, but I want to say that I feel like it can get past people. And it's something that it hasn't really been played too much. And it was one of my favorite Pokemons to use in Great League the first four seasons, I want to say. Um, and I, I think maybe it might get through uh, through even the fourth round. And But you never know. Uh, one that I feel like people are just gonna disregard. I don't know why is Haunter, um, and I'm surprised it hasn't been picked. And yeah, that that one's. On, I actually have more of a a, a true unsung that I'm looking yeah. at. Yeah, Rotom Wash get you a late round <clears throat> electric water type in there, kind of a lantern esque, a <clears throat> little less bulky. Yeah, I could see it having some play at the back end of the draft. Yeah, another Wormadam been played yet? It is still on the board. Yeah, still on the board. That would be my pick. So is Fortress. Like, has yeah. the moves that it could do some damage. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It has confusion and and yeah. it's uh, it would resist any dragons and uh, yeah. it would be neutral against flying. So it's it's actually not a bad pick uh, at all. Um, I was also thinking about Crayley. Uh, oh yeah, Cradley. I think it's a great yeah. pick. And I don't know. I'm, I'm there's there's actually more top picks that I have here that I'm I'm like. Trying to keep on the low, but I feel like it's gonna def- they're gonna get picked for sure. I, I think so, most of these that we mentioned will be picked by Wednesday when the show comes out. <laughs> yeah, no, I, for sure, I think so too. I mean, you're talking in the next in the next two rounds, you got another over seventy Pokemon getting taken off the board, plus another dra- band of draft to take it up to over a hundred more Pokemon to go off the board still. Yeah, so it's it's going to be quick. He he also Modders also asked a second question. Uh, thoughts on when we have two GBL options like we currently do? That could you have five ranked count towards your ELO sets and five unranked sets that only be used on a opposite league for practice style? Dino, I think me and you've talked about this a ton. Yeah, having more battles is better than less, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure it is. And <sighs> will that ever happen? <laughs> God, I really wish they would do it. It would be nice, but I know what they're going to say is is they give you unlimited battles via battling friends. Yeah. And they've even removed the barrier there because you can battle a good friend, which means a single gift exchange. So it's not like there's no way to battle anymore. You just got to go through the extra work of finding someone. Yeah. Which, to be frank, in our Discord is not a lot of extra work. You just you go over to the, the practice yeah, battle a, channel and the tag battle toads someone. and you get a battle within about three seconds. Yeah, there's always someone. If not eight battles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one time I tagged everyone and then I literally got like four people like, yeah, I'm down. I'm like, oh crap, this is at least like a set right there. <laughs> 
So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, and the next question we have is from Shoestar. Let me know in the Discord if I said your name cor- incorrectly. I most likely did. Um, with the known GBL issues feeling more abundant this season, do you hope slash feel that Nyanix should help with the lost ELO battlers have faced? Something like a double or triple ELO gains week for the final weeks or a flat ELO boost or a no ELO loss only gains in the final weeks? What do you think, Dinya? Uh, I don't think they'll ever do that. I don't think they'll ever be so generous with us with that. This, because then that would mean maybe if if they were to do that, I feel like that would be like more towards the end of, of the season. Just because they're not going to do that in the beginning where they, they're going to have so many uh, people get uh, legend quick. They don't want that. To, to, would you want no, that? I, no, no I wouldn't. Would I wouldn't see... want this. I wouldn't want it at all. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah, I mean... I... Uh, there, there is some changes coming, and we don't know if this is included, obviously, but I don't think so. I don't think that they'll ever do, like, a, I don't know, where you guys have, like, ever play like, Call of Duty, where you do, like, double XP and stuff like that. I don't think they'll ever do that. I feel like GPL days getting more sets is kind of, like, them giving back to us in a way. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. The, the bugs, and this is going to be a very unpopular opinion right now. The bugs that you're complaining about that's causing you to lose ELO, the same people that are gaining ELO are facing those same bugs on occasion too. The bugs are not only affecting a slim number of battlers. The bugs and the lag and the things that are happening in in GBL are affecting everyone. It's a very frustrating thing, but it's affecting everyone equally. So I don't think Niantic owes it to their player base really to go back in and say, well, we we had bugs, so we're going to make life easier for you. unpopular opinion and i normally don't get into that hot take area I, right right you know me i'm very positive yeah. but i don't i look i've lost multiple matches to lag i've had you know back when i mentioned last week i had an entire pokemon go down before i could ever throw a fast move it happens just my two cents no. there matthew what do you think no i i i mean i'm one of the rare people that that don't believe in the you know dreaded a word algorithm you know where you know i i take every battle kind of like as it is and i don't believe that niantic has had like a code that you know if you've used this specific team and you've leveled up like all of a sudden you're gonna get how hard countered i feel it's just like gbl is completely unique in terms of you're gonna face hard wins hard losses, neutral wins, you know, etc. And I feel that the more that you play it, the more that you realize that maybe those times that you, you know, accelerate in your your ELO and then all of a sudden you hit like, you know, like a bad spread, you know, like two rounds hard countered. Um it's just the statistics and i don't believe that the code based on how the game's been playing where it's you know lagging etc like they actually have an underlying code of you know like a ranking system in terms of like the mons you play etc that that affects how you rank up with your opponents so for me, I play everything based on 
just I play my team. I I can get hard countered, and I try to learn my lesson based on my losses, and I learn my lesson based on my wins, and I keep track yeah. of that. Yeah. So, like I said, I I think it's an unpopular opinion, but I. I don't think Niantic owes us battlers anything. It's not like it's a isolated issue. It's affecting everyone. It keep battling. Yeah. Eventually, you're the number of times you've lost to lag. You've probably won almost as many times due to lag. So it happens on both sides of it. I know, Dino. Did you have anything else to add on that one? Uh, no. Like you said, it's an un- unpopular opinion. So <laughs> they might go too in depth <laughs> about it. But it's an unpopular opinion. So I'm gonna let you fall that sort of. No, 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 no. Follow me. Like, what's your opinion on it? Like, I'm curious. Like, yeah, no. I mean, like, like you were saying. I mean, the the question just had to do with uh, you know, being double or triple EO gains and stuff like that. Uh, but in, in regards to that, they don't. Niantic is not gonna do that just because they already have GBL day. Uh, and that's basically an, a way of ELO boosting yourself. And a perfect example is Wildcat because he did himself get over 600 points to Legend on a GBL day. That essentially is our way of getting double, triple ELO gains uh, within the game because you have more chance of of, uh, of uh, gaining uh, ELO. And this goes back to if you have a great team like Wildcat has, I can I, I want to say that he's gonna hit uh if not before he's gonna hit legend for sure on on uh, GBL day like well there went my 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 run thanks <laughs> thanks buddy so the next GBL day is <sighs> is ultra league correct no after, the next, this one's gonna be great yeah after this Sunday, Sunday after this Sunday is great league is great league okay so this Sunday will be great league and then the there's another GBL day in February that it'll be ultra league for. All right, are you going to rerun your team that got you to Ultra Wildcat? I I will run the alternate version with Walrein. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yeah, instead so of instead of Lapras. You're replacing Lapras. Okay. I'll replace Lapras with Wally. So, yep, I, I definitely think there. So, we'll move on. Questions King Tom has a question for all three of us and then a question that I assume is just for me. Uh first off, let's go through all three of us. Who is the goat? you don't know what that means greatest of all time pokemon charizard. matthew i would say umbreon you're wrong it's charizard <laughs> okay next question <laughs> next question so the the next one is name your college pokemon basketball starting five so he says for the cincinnati bear ticks cincinnati Bearcats is his team his center is danny fortress aka danny forston Forward, Kenyon Marshtomp, Kenyon Martin. Forward, Justin Spoink Jackson, Justin Jackson. Guard, Sphiel Kilpatrick, Sean Kilpatrick. And the um, other guard, the big Giratina O, Oscar Robertson. Uh, Dino is not a college basketball fan. Matthew is not a college basketball fan. I know nothing about this at all. Obviously, I am in the state of Kentucky, and if there's anything you need to know about the state of Kentucky, there's three things. Basketball, bourbon, horses. <laughs> this is the state of Kentucky. I Thank could you. get behind um, one of those things. <laughs> yeah. So he, I went with Oscar Kyoker Toshibwe. He's our center. Okay. And the dude is unmovable. So something big that takes up a lot of space that can just be a dominant force around the rim. 
think Kyogre goes there. I think you could also say Groudon would be another good one. Uh, Xavier Nickit Willer. He is our point guard and is, has really fast hands and likes to steal things. And Nickit is a thief. Ty Ty Deoxys Speedform Washington. Fastest player on the team. Kellen Decidua Grady. Knockdown three-point shooter. And Keon Pangoro Brooks. Just a scrappy brawler that gets out there and puts in work. And I know everyone's eyes have glossed over for five minutes, so we'll move on to the <laughs> Bugs Math question. Uh, where do you suggest going for breakpoint info? I have a 1-14-10, rank 5 Great League, already evolved from the Community Day announcement, or before Community Day was announced, and a 0-12-13, rank 13 Great League from today. I'm assuming he's talking about Wally. And I'm trying to decide if the rank 5 is worth an elite team. Dino, where where do you look for stat info? What's your number one place? Yes. Uh, so this is actually one thing that I've uh, noticed. And I personally, myself, am not the greatest with breakpoints. So I tend to always look on Twitter. And a person that's always had great info uh, on on breakpoints is uh, Swag Tips, which we mentioned earlier. And I absolutely, like, his stuff is insane. And... Um, someone local, uh, Artemis actually mentioned this and he follows Swag Tips that uh, Swag Tips was a very uh, intermediate, very like uh, average player. And then all of a sudden, I think he started uh, learning the breakpoints and posting them like he does now. And he went from a, a blink of an eye from his average ELO to a legend. If not, he's gotten to like easily the first page on uh, leaderboards just from learning this and learning the the breakpoints is is a huge thing uh but that's still one thing that i need to learn myself uh but that's usually where i go to get myself because he has a great uh uh spreadsheet i believe if not a spreadsheet has like a table of all these uh breakpoints uh ivs that you need to to find out for whatever pokemon it is and he he did have one for walrein as well as uh toshi he had one yeah uh, and I will tell you, just to save you from going and looking it up, neither of those hit a break point. So they're both too low on their attack to hit a break point. Okay. Uh, Matthew, do you have any particular site you like to use to look up break points and stats on? I mean, the the I mean, the main site you had uh, Kakuna Matata on, you know, a few episodes ago. PV Poke obviously is uh, sort of like one of the leading sources on uh information in terms of pokemon go in general um and they do break down the the break points it it, it's kind of hard to sort of like decipher like the information at first but once you get you know a hold of what or or how they are uh using the formula it it becomes very simple um but pv poke for sure um is going to be definitely my main source for for determining like the breakpoints and stuff. I personally don't utilize breakpoints, but that's just just me personally as a P battler. Yeah, and I, I can agree. I don't look them up most of the time either. Uh, PV Poke is the number one place to go to get that, though. Uh, the way to do that is you go to battle, put in your Pokemon, and hit advanced settings, and put in your IVs, and it'll display the stat points that you're going to have with that. So it is a little bit more manual work. I wish actually that PV Poke would add the stats in there to show you what your stats maxed out at that IV would be. 
that would be really helpful, but or not PV Poke. Um, Pokey Genie would add that in there. Yeah, that would have been because so... I would love to be able to one, one button exactly. Click and be done <laughs> but that's just me being laser lazy. Uh, Hoosier Data thirteen asks us, "What is your best and worst moments of your sport fandom hood?" So. Matthew, we, we don't know a lot about you. I know you talk, we were talking before the show. You are a big tennis fan. Correct. Yes. So what what's your, your best and worst tennis moments? Uh I got I gotta think about this. So so I was actually thinking about this when I was writing this in the show notes. Um the best tennis experience I had had to do simply because of the environment that I was in. So it would be Rafael Nadal in tennis, uh, winning the French Open, and specifically because I had like my five-month-year-old niece who was running, like crawling around the the room, stop and actually sit with me for literally two hours to watch him beat, you know, his opponent. So. 2020 Rafael Nadal winning the French Open sports moment. Um, worst one would be anybody that beat Rafael Nadal in tennis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's as much as like I paid attention to sports, but I have a very specific moment where I was like, this is a special time for sure. Yeah, that's a... Dino, what do you have? Yeah, so, well, I'll start from worst just because I know that maybe both of you guys don't know too much about soccer, or if anything at all. Uh, but you guys do know the World Cup, so there's that. Um, so, yeah, this was back, I believe, in 2006 or some, somewhere around there. It was like a long time ago. Uh, my favorite uh, international team is uh, Brazil. And they were in the World Cup, expected to win the whole thing, and they got knocked out. And I remember that day, it was like a very gloomy day for me. I was very upset because my favorite player, Ronaldinho, which Dino, uh, was playing there, and it was his last World Cup, and that's why I was very upset that they didn't get a chance to win the World Cup. Um, And as far as the best, uh, you guys know basketball. So the best one is when uh, Miami Heat were playing the Dallas in a playoff game, and Ray Allen hit the three, the winning three, uh, and it's very iconic uh, history, uh, th- uh, game winning uh, three uh, for the Miami Heat. And I remember that because I was, I jumped and I screamed. I think I broke a, a cup or, or two because uh, I was so excited uh, because they were about to lose, and because of that three that Ray Allen uh, won, I believe they went, they uh, went on to win the whole thing that year. So that's, uh, that's my uh, best and worst. What about you, Wildcat? Yeah. So my worst, to be frankly honest, and I can't say it's a full memory, but I have to see it all the time was 1992. Yeah. I was all the four years old. So like <laughs> I said, can't say it's a full memory, but I have to see it all the time. Uh, Christian Leitner hitting the shot against Kentucky. Uh, probably one of the most famous highlights. I mean, you see it literally, every like just random highlight of college basketball yeah. it's part of that and i hate it so much <laughs> that sucks and to make it worse is before that even happened he stomped on one of our players should have been ejected like it was just bad after bad after bad he was a terribly dirty player so that's absolutely the worst um my best is 
partially, you know, like you were saying, Matthew, because of the situation that I was in at the time. Uh, and that was in 2007 when Kentucky beat LSU in football. Uh, it was a triple or quadruple overtime game. I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, my now wife and I had just started dating again. Uh, and she was just getting into college football. So we started going to the games and things. Uh, it was one of her first, or I think it was the first five or six games she'd ever went to. And we were there live for that. Uh, that was an upset of the number one ranked team in the nation. Literally Commonwealth Stadium. We were in the upper deck and it was shaking, like actually oscillating from the amount of noise coming out through that stadium. That's awesome. Uh, I can tell you that was even more memorable than being on the field for some of the big upsets when I worked for the athletic department. Oh, wow. Like that, that was more memorable. I was on court when UK got our 2000s win in basketball. And I still think that was more memorable to me. Yeah. So it tells you just how much of an implanted memory that was on me. Yeah. So great, great question. Who's your dad at? And I obviously believe that there is no great sports moments moments because you're an Indiana fan. So I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, up next, we have King Tom. How many shiny sphere did you catch? What was your best PVP IV for each league? And what was your best shiny PVP IV? Uh, Dino, go ahead and start us. Yep. Uh, so the shinies, like I mentioned before, uh, my kid destroyed me with that. We were, it was a small competition we had to get with each other. Uh, I ended up getting, I believe, uh, 15, yeah, 15 shinies. Um, and I wasn't really, like, you know, too concerned. I, like, I was, like, okay with it. Uh, he ended up getting, I believe, 30. So I just got wrecked uh, with the shiny competition. And for the uh, best PvP IVs, uh, I have a rank uh, 7 uh, for Great League and uh, a rank um, a rank uh, 17 for Ultra League. And but that wasn't uh, that wasn't like the best like it, they weren't shiny. And but my best shiny one was a 0 uh, 12 12. So it actually was it wasn't actually too bad for for a shiny. So I was kind of happy with that. Uh, what about you, uh, Matthew? Um, so I caught five hundred and four spiel. Um, in that accumulation, I managed and I and I had messaged you guys. I had managed to uh, claim. Uh, two of the rank one ultra league, uh, Walrens. Nice. So I, I, I took the, uh, the Caleb Pang, uh, from his previous podcast where I was like, one's going to be waterfall and one's going to be <laughs> powder snow just in case I need, exactly. you know, everything, but it's going to take 518,000 Five hundred and eighteen thousand stardust for for that, and I'm just like I'm not about to drop that right now. So <laughs> they're just gonna sit sit here. Um, top shiny I got was uh, rank hundred thirty six in ultra. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of success in great league to be honest. Like I think the uh, like I, I I just really didn't. You know the 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 IVs were not optimal for me, but I was weather boosted because it is snowing here in Michigan where I'm at. So <laughs> it was uh, not fun uh, for, for me on the IV front. So 
Hey, I got I got to rank twenty something with snowy weather. Come on. Hey, you know what? It, it you know all's fair. You know what I'm saying? Just everything that I caught that was like good IVs was just like too high of a CP cap to be for Great League, and that was the problem. Yeah, that that is a common problem. I ended up getting twelve shiny sphere. Okay, I got like three hundred overall, I think, or something like that. Uh, like I said, I ranked 25 or 28 or something of that nature for both Great and Ultra. I got a Hundo for Master League, Classic specifically, as well as I got a shiny 98% that I was originally going to build, and then I got a Hundo, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to build the Hundo for certain, but it's shiny. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's hard, but oh well. I would do the shiny, in my opinion. I don't think I will. No? Uh, so we got Gravy. Yeah, no. We got Gravy asking us, how will Go incorporate the Galar fossils in, into the game? Matthew? I am going to be completely honest, and I was like, I wrote this question into the, the notes. I was going to say. And I was like, I think the, they're going to incorporate the Galar fossils the same way they've done the normal stuff, which is just... Nothing crazy. <laughs> Nothing crazy. <laughs> That's just me, though, because I don't know too much about it either, so I can't really, like, give a... Good okay, so the Galar fossils are different than any other Pokemon that's come before. So have you guys ever seen the, like, the fake Emon where they merge two Pokemon together? No. Okay. That's <laughs> what like, the Galar fossils this are. This sounds like Digimon to me. <laughs> it really kind of is. So so the, the story and the lore behind Galar fossils... Okay. Um, ...are that they uncovered two halves of fossils a bottom half and a top half but they're not to the same pokemon but they found technology to be able to combine the bottom and half and top half of different fossils together so there's four different galar fossils none of them evolved but they're all combinations of these four different fossils that you can put together in different ways they are abominations under man is what they are um my best guess is that they'll be just like any other fossil in the wild and rare or maybe they'll be egg exclusive. Either way, there's a couple of them that their stats could make them meta breaking. But we'll have to wait and see what moves they get and things of that nature. So that's all I'll go to on them for now. Okay. Mike D1212 asks, what is everyone's cutoff for building a PvP Pokemon? Dino. Um let's see. In in terms of I'm assuming the ranking, is that what I'm assuming the they're asking? Um, that's what I said. Yeah, I would, I would, I would typically go for anything in the, uh, I want to say top, uh, rank of, uh, hundred and usually maybe even as far, uh, as far as 250, but typically that's my, my, my ranks that I go. And if I catch anything like on just like, if I just happen to catch something that's higher, uh, I'll have it uh, built at some point, but it's not something that I would be like, oh my god, I need to change it immediately. Uh, but yeah, that's usually my like cutoff around. Like, I want to say between 100 and 200. Matthew, um, I really have to take a look at the the IVs and stuff, and so I'm I'm more of a statistics person. So for Great League, it it's more clear cut where it it, it really bore, borders down to um. Like attack and defense is really much, uh, it is it is more um divided versus like ultra league, which I'm more concentrating on, which everything is sort of um 
similar. So, so an example would be uh, Trevenant, for example, where you have, uh, you know, a Ultra League, uh, Premier Classic, you know, high rank Trevenant, and then you have a, you know, XL Trevenant, and you're talking really about six points of defense difference between the two in terms of stat product. So that's primarily where I base my decision making on personally is if it's great league I really don't care a whole bunch about like the the ranking outside of the top 100 if it's ultra league there's a lot of uh difference between the rank one and and top 100 in terms of like break points and stuff and I don't even mess with master league yeah, I think in general, I would say probably top 250 is where I'm, I'm willing to build, or I, I like to build at. But if it is a meta-relevant Pokemon that I need, and I need it for a Sylph Cup, or I need it for, because it's new, you know, Treviant was a great example. I knew it was going to be limited release. You only get so much time to find one. I My Treviant's ranked like 820 for Great League. It still does the job. So I will hold anything that's 250 or better. Always hold it build it when I can kind of thing or build it when I need it. But if I need something specific, I don't care if it's the best ranked thing. I'm going to build what I need because in the case of a lot of Pokemon and especially Sylph metas, it's better to have them at bad IVs than not have them at all. Going back to um, the, was it Lunar Cup? Fortress. It was better to have a Fortress than not have a Fortress. My Fortress has a 15 attack. I still won a Lunar Cup and could have should have won another. It is what it is. So stats aren't everything. Don't always get yourself bogged down in stats. That's what I would say. And this was the same with okay. your Manda Buzz as well, correct? Where you said yes, like, not Manda Buzzes. Uh, yeah, you just evolved the Vullaby, put in the rare and candies, threw all the rare candy at. And then yep. your Fortress, you said, was a trade, correct? Yeah, my Fortress yep. was a trade. So I mean, so okay, uh, Conky fourteen twelve. Do you guys ever consider getting break points or bulky IV Pokemon or just go for the highest rank? I think we've kind of all three answered this at this point that it depends, but typically it's going to be dependent upon what we have. And we're not going to not have something that's really good meta wise if it is just because we don't have the beta meta points. Okay. Anything to add there? Do you know, Matthew? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. Now we get into one of the fun questions today. Fish on a heater ask, which character from another cartoon would make a great Pokemon trainer? Matthew, you get an answer first. Oh my god. I was thinking about this too because Fish on a heater always trolls. Yeah, he you always, um, always gotta be prepared. He, he always <laughs> trolls. Um, you know what? I would probably say Yusuke from Yu Yu Hakusho. He's okay. the main character. He's he's sort of stubborn, um, determined. I think he would have a, a very good uh, idea of like the world and like you know very very cons- like determination. Just like more than Ash, I think Ash is very loose <laughs> with his his his. Uh, his goals and stuff, but Yusuke for me would be the main one. Dino, who do you have? <laughs> um, I have uh, Yugi Moto from Yu Gi Oh. 
<laughs> ah, I was going oh, there. Oh man, that's funny. At least you know what the 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 reference I'm going to be using, though. Yeah. Okay. So I I'll come up with something different then. <laughs> um, mine's going to be kind of weird and off off of left field. But Steve Smith from American Dad, the nerdy kid. That's because he would be just nerdy enough to know everything about every Pokemon to constantly be one step ahead of his opponent. He can't fight at all to save his own life. So he would be even more dependent upon his Pokemon to do the fighting for him. Okay. I mean, I, I haven't seen this show, so I wouldn't know the how to compare. <laughs> Scrawny little nerdy kid that gets that, that everyone picks on. That's interesting. Nice. Interesting. It's not what people would think of, nope. but I think because of his situation being the scrawny little nerdy kid, he would actually be so dependent upon Pokemon for his own defense that he would need the help. Okay, and Greninja Muffin added a follow-on question. And what Pokemon would they have? What would be their partner Pokemon? Dino? Uh, yeah, so since uh, maybe well, I'm pretty sure most people, if they play Pokemon, most people do know Yu-Gi-Oh! If you don't, uh, you can look it up if you want. So I based it off like a few uh, cards that Yu-Gi-Oh! used the most of and kind of compared it to Pokemon. So I uh, made a team of five uh, for Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, for Yu-Gi. Uh, and I liked Greninja for Dark Magician. Uh, I liked uh, Gardevoir for Dark Magician Girl. Uh, I liked Paloswine for Karibo. Uh, and I liked uh, Lucario for Celtic uh, Guardian. I don't know if you remember him. Uh, and <laughs> this one was a little tough. Maybe it could be. It could have. You're getting ready to say Rayquaza, aren't you? For for Exodia. Yeah. For Exodia, no, actually, because I'm very biased, and I think Mewtwo is like really powerful. So I, I went with Mewtwo. Uh, it had to be a dragon. You had one job. Wait, to pick a dragon. with Exodia? What? I don't understand. Or no, not Exodia. I was thinking. I'm sorry. I was thinking white dragon. Oh sorry. yeah, no, no. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, you mean blue eyes white dragon, right? I didn't do it because I was blue in uh, dragon, Kaiba. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. That's right. It's been a. It's been a long yeah, time yeah, yeah. since I've watched. So it. yeah, Exodia. You needed the five pieces to make the Exodia. Uh, so I think Mewtwo. Okay, yeah. You know, he's strong. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So those are mine, Matthew. Who's your partner Pokemon? Yeah, I'm just so, giving one. So, so if you only want to give one, have at it. I, I've been like really like this question really bothered me just because I was not sure of the answer to to be honest. But I think uh, after very limited research, so so Yusuke in Yu Yu Hakusho has something called the Spirit Gun. And the only thing in the game that I could think would be similar is probably water gun and or hydro pump um so i'm gonna pick kingdra as as my my mon that would best represent sort of like his entirety of his character with the move in mind okay uh i'm going on my thought process of steve smith's a scrawny little kid (laughs) yeah and needs protection so I'm going Machamp. Okay, for sure. Someone bigger, stronger yeah. to watch out for. Of course. And that would build that bond between the two of them. I really appreciated Dino's <laughs> like explanation. Oh yeah, he put some thought into <laughs> he that. He did, he, he did, put for some sure. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't give, us a, couldn't give us a basketball team, even though <laughs> y'all, he act like he doesn't know basketball, but you've noticed him referencing the, the <laughs> heat game. <laughs> 
Yeah. So it was just Dino didn't want to do the homework. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. No, I wasn't ready. I, I won't. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So sports ask us how long does it typically take you to pick a team for a new cup, Matthew? Um. To be honest, I think it takes me probably about a week, and then breaking down that, it probably takes me about over ten to 15 battles because you're you're you have your like initial team and then you make adjustments to each person that you battle and i think that's the best part about the discord where um you have so many people that you can you know have those practice battles against and you get their ideas too um i would think i I would make uh the uh, I would I would make the point that for Lunar Cup specifically, I think me and Miami Doc battled at least five or six different times, um, and the difference between our teams was, I believe he had like Umbreon, you know, on his, and I and and I didn't, and that was a difference in the tournament that he swept, and it was one of those things where it's like I don't settle on my team until I really get a sense of comfortable comfortability in what I'm playing um so so that's for me sometimes it takes sometimes instant sometimes it's like I have no idea what these mods are and right. it just takes me more time yeah, yeah I I agree um uh, I I do agree with the 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 thought process that you have behind that um there there is one thing that i noticed that since i started getting back into sylph uh a pattern that has helped me pick uh good teams is i i, I typically build a team for let's just say a sylph cup this cu- just came out it literally just came out with the typings and everything i can build a team within you know 30 minutes but the thing is you need to practice with that team and it's good to practice with different people because they use different Pokemon. And then that way you can see if your team actually works against everything or maybe you're just weak to a certain thing or if you're completely, your whole team gets wrecked by one Pokemon. Uh, so one thing that I, I, I do like is practicing with that team and then you change a few things, tweak it around. Uh, if you actually dedicate yourself to practicing uh, before the cup comes out, I would say it could take you up to like five days max if you're actually dedicated to figuring out a team and finding out what you're comfortable with. Uh, so a huge thing in, in new cups, new self cups is building a team immediately to, to what you think is good. Try it out with people in a discord. You can literally tag with battle toads and if there'll be a bunch of people, especially when a new self cup uh, comes out, you have a bunch of people wanting to battle all the time. And, that way, the more people you battle, the more confident you are with your team, and then you can see how well, uh, how well rounded your team is, and you'll be going into the to the tournament very confident. Which happened to me. I forget in which cup it was recently. Uh, I built it actually, uh, and it took me about four or five days, and then I I did pretty good. I think I, I went four one in that tournament. Uh, but what about uh, you, Wildcat? Yeah, I think typically five to seven days is a pretty good build time for a new lineup Uh, and lots and lots of practice. So I think we're all kind of on the same line there. Okay. So we'll move on to Artemis dragon. 
and he asked, as of now, how do you feel about everything that happened during season 10 compared to how you felt about what was available at launch? So I'm assuming he means launch of PVP, not launch of the game. Oh, uh, I don't know if it was uh, at the launch of season 10. Launch of season 10. That, I feel like that's what he means. Okay, so go ahead, Dania, since you understand it. <laughs> uh, yes, I w- it's funny that we, we mentioned this uh, because me and Artemis were kind of actually talking about this earlier. And I think that's why he asked uh, for us to answer. And we noticed that a lot of people are getting to Legend a little bit later this season. Uh, you have Wallower, you have Battle Bill, you have a few other b- uh, battlers that are not... Le- Dino Amatico? Me, me present right here. Uh, I, I typically usually get it around this time uh, or a little bit before. Uh, I know in the past few seasons, I've gotten it before the second half of the current season. Um, and there, it, it's just the thing, it's just like, for example, the thing that's causing people for the delay is like meta shifts like you just had right now it's causing a lot of people to still figure out what the meta is or some people taking advantage of uh, a new cup like uh wildcat and they reach it but some for some people they're still trying to figure it out so there's a, a constant change this season that i've seen that's ha- been happening uh a couple of changes throughout this season and compared to when it first uh started at least if that's what he was referring to uh so that's my my thought about it what do you think, Matthew? I, to be completely honest, have not. I've I've taken this entire month off of right. GBL, yeah. so I don't have a comment to to make on it. Of course, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's fair. I I think a lot of what you're seeing and the reason people are also struggling a little bit is a lot of burnout because of people pushing so hard last season due to Pokemon plays. Also. You know, that's supposed to be in like a month and a half, and we have no info still. I'm starting to wonder if Pokemon Plays is looking to postpone or cancel this year as well. We have no yeah. update. We have no, you know, anything yeah. with that. Yeah. But I, I know that that for me is the truth. Is I I am much more burned out this season than I have been ever before in the past. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Just because last season I pushed so much harder than I ever have before. Yeah. I mean, 600 so. points in a day. <laughs> yeah. And then kept battling all five sets every day thereafter. Yeah, exactly. Even. So it, it was a lot. So yeah, I think, I think you're seeing a lot of burnout and I do think the meta has shifted more often this time than it has in past season. Yes. So, I think that that's, we'll that's a big thing there too. And our final question from Graves. He asks, would you be willing to pay for charge TMs? Matthew? A hundred percent. For me, I would be willing to pay for a hundred coins, probably two charge TMs. Really? Yeah. Okay, Dina? You know, <laughs> I know that's steep, but for me, which, you know, our... Uh, a uh, gym leader uh tournament <laughs> just wasted my my uh my charge dms i would be willing to pay uh and you still couldn't manage to beat a a, a psychic type trainer as a dark trainer <laughs> no he's like no comment no, no comment. <laughs> he pleased the fifth <laughs> uh yeah i mean i don't i don't think that i would uh just because i don't agree too much in pain uh with all this issue that especially with that issue that we had uh a couple months ago with uh, a bunch of people not spending a dime 
uh, or kind of like rioting against Niantic. Uh, I'm still kind of like on the fence about that just because like I feel like they need to, they did have gotten better. But for me, I feel like if I get charged TMs, I get it. I try to just hoard as many as I can. Uh, but I don't think I would pay for charged TMs, but I would, I have paid for elite charged TMs, but I would not, like this past uh, community day that we just had, there was a, a box with an elite fast uh, charged TM. Um, I mean, yeah, elite fast uh, TM, and I didn't buy it because I have about nine of those, and I just need to charge one. So uh, I would, if, if I had to pay for any TMs, it would be the only one that I would get is the elite charge. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I throw away TMs. Oh my god, that hurts me actually. <laughs> well, if I'm what, over one twenty five, I throw what kind of TMs. The faster the charge the, and fast. Charge. What if I get above? <laughs> if I get above one hundred and twenty five no. charge TMs or fast TMs, I'm throwing them away down to one hundred twenty five. I, I, I can't throw, respect the fast TMs. I throw the fast the charge. Yeah, the charge just kills me to my soul, <laughs> man. Like, I. I still, even after the gym leader tournament and having Mew, yeah, I know. Yeah. I still have, I still have seventy plus charge TMs. That's insane. That is insane. Yeah, so I just, so absolutely would not be willing to pay for them. Okay. Uh, it isn't actually a question directly for our show, but it was in the question section, so I'll also mention it. Uh, speaking of what happened before, do you know you brought that up with you know Niantic and and the kind of the bad blood and with the community right now. Um, I don't know if everybody's seen Niantic is actually had reached out for community support and discussion around rating in the game. And one of our very own discord admins, Reyes683, got the call back. He is going to actually have a live call with Niantic to talk about rating in the community. I am blown away that we have somebody on the discord that's actually going to talk to Niantic. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, Reyes, could, could you? Give us a shout out and maybe help us out a little bit and get us in the door. You know, slide, slide that door open a little bit for us here. Uh, but yeah, so you know, if he's open to feedback. If you guys have in the Discord have any feedback, he's already talking to multiple people, but he's got a you know an actual conversation with Niantic, which is great to see. That is one of that the things huge. that they owe that us is was following up with the community. And you know, yes, we're PvP focused. The bulk majority of players don't really pvp they they do raid however so to see them saying hey look this is a part of the game that the player base enjoys and also makes us a lot of money let's be frank about it and at least be willing to hear from the players it gives me some hope because like i said in that last article where they kind of slid the last little line in there oh and we're evaluating removing the remote raid distance or remote rating damage increase that scared me because that in my opinion would destroy remote rating community entirely so, hey, good. I'll give Niantic kudos when they deserve kudos, and this is when place where they deserve kudos. So, is that a show? Yes, yes, it is. That is a long. Well, actually, we actually yeah, we did an average about normal. Yeah, about, about normal. normal. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that is it. I don't think anything else. So before we wrap up, I do want to say a big thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. We had a couple of new ones this week, so thank you all. Uh, if you want to support support the show you can for as little as one dollar a month which gains you access to our discord show notes in the link or link in the show notes a uh, special thank you to our coaches corner supporters jd mojo jojo clifford mert thanks friends 673 eastwood mama Clines, mosh pit 37 and coming up on the 31st actually swartz will be doing a coaches corner live on twitch with us um our patreon producers king flip kittens and high five and king tom 
our Discord admins, Reyes683, Seagull, and Miami Doc. A huge thank you to our guest today and our new executive producer, Matthew Breaker. Be sure to follow us on Twitter. That's at BTWPVP Podcast. Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash BTWPVP. You can email us at info at BTWPVP.com or all of our individual emails are in the show notes. Uh, you can also find in the show notes links for our merch store, Patreon, and all of our details for our friends over at Pallet Town PVP are in the notes as well. With that being said, I would like to thank you for listening to the Beginner to Winner PVP podcast. I'm Wildcat Dad 17 I'm Dion Magico. And I'm Matthew Breaker. And until next time, good luck and get good. And the outro music doesn't work. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Astro, you're going to have to add this in post. <laughs> da, 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 da. There you go. Oh, actually, n- none of the outro musics, or none of the music's working. Soundboard is dead. Oh, man. Oh, there we go. Here we go. <laughs> You know Astro's just going to leave that in. Yeah, he's, he's, he's leaving that he in. Told, soundboard he totally is. 100%. Uh, what the heck just happened? That was so weird. <laughs> I had no. I was clicking it like over and over and it was never playing. I don't know. That's strange. <laughs> I even tried like playing your tip of the week and fact and crap, fact or crap. None of the soundboard was working. Oh over my God. That is, I'm, that is awesome. I'm glad uh, it happened though. <laughs> yeah. Memorable. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.